Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist recommended. This unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums, as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. It's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact... Mm. They have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. If you are a wine lover like myself and you got to have it for your bachelor reviewing parties, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the personalized, the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you. And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix. Just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, my Mm. favorites, and they were so delicious, and I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my my friends. Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. So if you want uh, wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get member-exclusive pricing. What's in the box? On every order. Join 
the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F.com slash roses. Tryfirstleaf.com slash roses. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This is the Game of Roses. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues, or a shell of Bachelor Clues. I'll explain why later. Or maybe I'll explain why now. I've been food poisoned. (laughs) I was going to say, you have some strong scarf play going on here. What is this situation? This is a towel that I have around my neck because I'm... uh, I'm in the throes of food poisoning currently. It's very not fun. If I could uh, put out the warning, Creation Cat or no, what is it? Gratitude Cafe in uh, Largemont, California. Oh, you're naming them. Wow. Yes, definitely. That is what it is from. But nonetheless, we power (laughs) on, we power through. For the record, I told Clues, go to bed. You don't, don't need to record this episode. We can do it without you. Nope. That's right. I have to push myself uh, beyond all human limits if I am to achieve my final form. And so that's what I'm trying to do here now. He's tiny timing. <laughs> I'm tiny timing. Okay, well, beyond that, this is This Week in Bachelor Nation. We have all that news. We got all those screams, all those parasocial plays that you know and love. And of course, we're going to have a very special guest in our state of the game at the top of the show. Do we have any other business pace case to get to before we get to state of the game? Well, we have bucket hats now available. That's our hot new item. And I actually have a scream related to it mm. at the close of the show. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> and I have a scream related to being food poisoned. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> but now Great. let's get to it. This is Game, game of Roses. Of Roses. State of the game. We are honored and humbled today to welcome to State of the Game, the author of Keep It Up Cutie, a not quite self-help book, the viral Instagram and TikTok star whose live tour kicks off November 8th in Pottstown, PA, Bachelor Superfan, Anna Prisbilski. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> Thank you so much. I apologize to Grace Ann for my incessant messaging, um, <laughs> but we made it happen. That's right. No, we're happy to have you. <laughs> I love this. You are the manifesting queen. And so the fact that you're able to manifest yourself onto Game of Roses, I think is a beautiful thing. I set goals and I achieved them. <laughs> oh, we see a little, there's a creature. We've got some creature play going on in the background. That's pepper. <laughs> Always the creature of my week. So for people who may not be familiar with your work, can you describe what it is you do in the parasocial arena, which, by the way, has garnered 622K TikTok followers, 463K Instagram followers? Yeah. That's more than a million total. It is. It's 1.1 million total, Um, which is like, I know only because I've been pitching that book, but... <laughs> Only four to five of them are me. (laughs) (laughs) So a really fun fact is I've been listening to Gore since before I even made one minute of content in my life. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't start creating content until pretty late in the pandemic. So Um, I do like mental health comedy, but most people know me. um, If you're like, do you know the lady who yells outside in her robe and 
I'm like, yes, that's me. And right. then that's, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how they know. Um, also, I do a little bit of vacuum play outside. Oh, nice. Um, <laughs> it's true. I know you for your screaming yeah. in bathrobes and vacuum play mostly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Yes. That was like really how I was feeling during the pandemic was really like screaming outside. And so um, that's where that's where we went. And it's kind of like mental health. Obviously, mm-hmm. I struggle with mine. So. Sure. Uh, it's just a journey and I share it mm-hmm. and people like it. And you are a huge Bachelor fan. When did you <laughs> start watching this show? My first season, um, I started watching uh, Fantasy Suites of Jillian Harris season. Oh, wow. Okay. I then went back wow. and bought uh, Mezzanine season on, I think, on uh, on Am- on Amazon. Yeah, mm-hmm. I bought it on Amazon and watched it. Um, and then, yeah, I've been watching ever since. Worth its weight in gold. Yes. <laughs> wow. I was like addicted immediately. And I even remember when I first met my now husband, I, this is like pre-Instagram. So I always was on this website called wet paint, kind of like Buzzfeed. Mm-hmm. And every morning I would check it because that's where you got like the, what happened at the party where they all met up, mm-hmm. like who hooked up with who and like who was breaking up and making up because that stuff wasn't just like out there so literally every morning i would log on to wetpaint.com click bachelor and like make sure i knew wow. everything that was going on early was it that hooked you like that that quickly one of the earliest i people. i don't think i had ever really watched any romance television okay. like and i just loved it so much uh-huh. um i loved the idea and that's i think it helped that i started with jillian because she was just like so effervescent and sure. fun to watch and plus she picked ed yeah. which was like this so whole charismatic thing. um and so it was so fun to like follow the drama of the ed and jillian and the and the cheating and the chaos and i was just like oh this is I'm just, i was just hooked yeah hooked. what do you so you've been with it for a while how do you feel about uh how things are going now and how things were during the pandemic. Like, what has it been for you as a fan? What has that experience? Not like? great. I had, I <laughs> okay. haven't really like. I would say, <laughs> literally, since listen to your heart, it's been, it's been a mess. Yeah, I think. Um, Are you including listen to your heart in the mess or the last great yeah. season? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, that's a good um, answer. But yes, yes, I am. Uh, <laughs> um, Ryan Neal, though, uh, is. I live in Detroit, so that's uh, one uh, mm-hmm. from Listen to Your Heart. We don't have a lot in the Detroit Dimes, in the Motown Mavericks, or here, you know, we're a small crew. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, no. Hey, I love that you know your cap- your team captain, though. Sometimes I have, uh, I have listened to your recaps more than I have been watching in the last in the last while but right now i'm watching, yeah so. no it's been tough for us too as well i mean the the past three seasons or so really before charity lawson season i think it was just tough uh you know and i think it was probably tough to make the show as well with all the, yeah. the constraints and stuff like that but i feel like it's back on track now you're watching golden bachelor i take it yeah of course and how do we feel about that our god is an awesome god gary <laughs> Best guy. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. No, it's great. I yes. um, I got really sad though. Like this episode of Paradise, like in the first five minutes, I was like, oh my God, this might like be okay. Mm-hmm. And then it just like went downhill again. I was so uninterested. Yeah. They're having some trouble with Paradise. 
Wait, now I want now I want a reel of, or a TikTok of you in a robe spinning around going, God is an awesome guy. Gary. I'll make it just for you. Oh wow. <laughs> Bespoke parasocial plays. That's the sweetest um, thing I've ever heard. But but yeah, I had like high hopes when Claire got named the Bachelorette. I was so excited yeah. because I'm a huge Claire fan because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of an an old school fan. And oh, it was just so disappointing and you know. Yeah, I mean they dropped the ball there. We got one up, ep- two episodes, and and they weren't good. And yeah. and no, season sixteen was kind of the beginning of of the downward spiral, if you will. But I do think they're pulling it out. And despite what is going on with BIP season nine right now, for me, <laughs> I see it as uh, not necessarily hitting rock bottom, but like as a turning point. I think BIP after this season is going to get really good again because you're also having the problem of like those past three seasons in the bubble seasons, it was hard to latch on to any players, I feel like, because they were yeah, editing yeah, yeah. the shit out of the shows and just taking mm-hmm. the teeth out of it. So now all the people that are matriculating out to paradise are like people from those seasons. And yeah, so it, and it becomes I feel hard like to I get don't in. really know Gabby and Rachel's guys because we got so little time with yeah. them too, like besides like Avon and yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned that you love Julian Harris. Do you have any other Bachelor hero players? Nick Vile. Who do you think? I love KB. Oh. I really KB, do. Let's <laughs> Listen. Go. Um, so here's the thing. I really did like Nick Vile for a long, long time. And when he was named the Bachelor, I was thrilled. And it was to the point where one time my husband walked in the room and I was listening to my all files. It's like in the beginning. He goes, <laughs> Is that Nick? <laughs> Because, like, he just knew him wow. from his voice because I'm so annoying. And, but yeah, um, actually, it was like, it was a reality safe interview that, like, really was like, never mind. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he, it's strange with Vial. You know, I, I hear what you're saying. Like, he was a very loved figure in the, in the nation for a long time. I don't know where that started to, like, go awry for him, but still, he's got a giant podcast. And Clues' partners have always been like, is that my uh, yeah. you listening to the, the right one again? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's bad when they know what you're up to. I'm right here in front of you. Yeah. Um, I love KB. I um, I love mm. Ashley A. Bear. Like loved so much. Was so invested in in Ashley and JP. Um, mm. and and just oh my god. And my number one like crush of all time is Ben Flanick. And I obviously I'm a Courtney Robertson fan. I read her book the day it came out. Um, <laughs> and uh, when he was the bachelor, I was working in a restaurant and um, he came in on, and I was off and somebody texted me and they're like, bachelor Ben is here. And I was like, okay. And I like ran from my house because I live seven blocks from my work and I didn't even do anything. <laughs> I just like looked at healthy. Him. This is very healthy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's very relatable. I did that. I did that to get like a Larvitar in Pokemon Go. So <laughs> I've done <laughs> more that for less. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I don't know what it is. I think it's just, a, it's escapism sure. more than anything. It's just like getting yeah. to focus on somebody else's lives and, and gabbing about somebody else's, you know, the shit that's going on with them and not having to think about your own shit. Has this spiraled out for you into other dating game formats? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I <laughs> Obviously, I love Love is Blind so much. Um, I love caught up? Uh, I am. Um, I am caught up. I watched it. Uh, like, watch I've been food poisoned. What? So I was, uh, I was trying oh. to take care of myself. <laughs> you might not know this because he doesn't have his signature towel that he had earlier <laughs> in this episode, but... <laughs> 
Yeah. He's been poisoned <laughs> by the Olive Garden. No. What? Not the Olive Garden. How dare you? It was Cafe Gratitude in Larchmont. I know. I was just joking. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> no. Uh, exactly correct. Um, I wanted to ask you, because you're uh, a big social media, parasocial powerhouse, mm-hmm. what do you think is going on with the parasocial numbers of Bachelor players this season? And over the last couple of seasons, really, we've seen much lower numbers. Why do you think that is? Uh- I think during the pandemic, everybody was consuming content so much. Mm-hmm. Like, I i mean, I don't think I've spent more time on my phone ever than when I was at home for years. Yeah. And I i don't know. I just think people don't really want to follow people just to follow them. Yeah. Like people want to follow people for something. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't, when I'm watching a show now, I don't go follow the actors. Like, I, I don't know what that interest is just like waned right. or we're already consuming too much. So you know, I don't want to just watch somebody exist. There's so much more competition for the content. Their content's not breaking through. Yeah. If, I mean, if they're putting out great content, then I would follow them. Like right now, Greg Grippa, holy shit. I, mm-hmm. I don't it, it, the, the filming quality and whatever it is like I'm, I like some people are doing really funny stuff, but other people just yeah. aren't. And um, yeah, it just. I think it's tough. I think you used to just get followers. You're in Grippo's grips as well. Oh, gosh, unfortunately. Grips. Even Greg Grippo, what is he at right now? I'm looking him up. He's only at 370K. Like, is is the era gone where you can have the top four to six players out of any given season or in the upper hundreds of thousands to a million? Is that just over now? Y- yes, unless, unless they commit to becoming a content creator. Right. Like, it, in addition to being a character on TV. They, they have to do both. Yeah, um, I don't think, because I'm not going to follow you just to follow, you know. Sure. They, well, I am. That's different. You have to be Hannah Godwinning, <laughs> you're saying. Yeah, yeah. You have to be making really strong parasocial play or else it's not It's not really worth it. Because some people are just putting out content because, hey, I was on this show and here's me putting my clothes on. Mm-hmm. And if you're not doing it well and, you, and you're yeah. not filming it in a way that's exciting and, uh, you know, it's just, it, it, it gets stale. And do you think that this kind of, uh, the decrease in followership of all these players, do you think it is going to come back around on the show at all? Yes, a thousand percent, because I think they should be putting people on the show who already have hundreds of thousands of followers. Yes, I agree with that. I don't understand why they wouldn't be doing that. I agree. Why wouldn't they do that? They have tried. <laughs> they cast, uh, for example, Christina Mandreau. Yeah, and then she was gone immediately. <laughs> and they dismissed her immediately. Um, They've they've done this over the past couple of seasons. They've tried to put some influencers in there, and it just it seems like the producers then eliminate them in the first one or two rounds. I don't know what, Victoria Jameson was another yeah. one. She had almost a million TikTok yes. followers, and they just got rid of her in uh, I believe week two of that season. Well, it worked on Queer Ultimatum because um, a, a lot of those uh, contestants were were already had huge followings. Yeah, like um, I can't. I'm blanking on their names, but like. That lead blonde lady. Yeah, she, she had like hundreds of thousands of followers, yeah. maybe more than that. Um, and, and and they all did great and grew because uh, they're interesting. Maybe that's it, too. Maybe it's just that like Bachelor characters sometimes like to me now, like uh, maybe I'm a less interested mm-hmm. in a perfect face and a perfect body. And, a, you know, I'm just like, oh, OK, yeah. but th- everyone looks amazing. I think some of that, too, is. um. They're, They're too, too hot. hot. The way, but it's also like in the presentation <laughs> of the show, kind of what we were talking about at the top of this. I feel like they don't let mm-hmm. you see who these people really are. You don't get those funny moments or their little antics or whatever. It's just all cut down to be like as 
kind of. You see Matt James dancing in the back of that that Rachel Kirkconnell yeah. video. I don't know. They're ordering at a restaurant or something. I was just like, I was my jaw was agape. I was like, it's what? true. You don't. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Like, I don't know anything about Greg Rippo except for from his content. Now I'm just like, well, you seem kind of silly. Like, mm-hmm. but if I don't get to know you, I don't get to know you, and I don't really have any interest in. Yeah. I remember during that season, they did a group date that was a drag uh, group date. This was in, what was it? Season 17 of Bachelorette, Katie Thurston, right? They all had a group date where they had to do drag performances and Mm -hmm. stuff. And they cut out all of the performances from the show. Then they put some of that footage on Instagram. And it was hilarious. Greg Grippo was on that date. And it was like, oh, Jesus, he's great. Why did we not see this in the show? And I don't understand exactly what the decisions are behind these editing tactics, but it does seem like too wild too. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but like, I wonder if it's walking the fine line between like their older audience and trying not to right. take away the love story thing that everybody likes. But like, yeah. but I would like to see a realistic love story between two people who are like really goofy or two people who, and I think that's something that love is blind is capitalizing on. It is like, showing more realistic at least feeling love stories more realistic conversations between people dating show a lot of stuff on that show yeah (laughs) you missed it you missed it in your in your clues corner but uh izzy puts his put his hand up stacy's shorts on camera what it was wild <laughs> shit i can't believe wait when <laughs> you were like looking off when it happened because i was dying for you to see it oh, and be like holy shit i can't believe that was on tv they're like standing next to the shower and he puts his his whole hand up there and she like starts giggling and then they like turn around so you can't see what they're doing and i was like oh my god <laughs> i mean there's more salacious shit in the season than that you basically is it i think milton and lydia you basically see having sex in the shower like just through a yeah. kind of slightly obscure <laughs> queer ultimatum. They yeah. had that as well. That too. Maybe that's why everyone's interested in these shows. Yeah. Th- I mean, that's true too. It's like mm. the, the bachelor only gives you and, and because it's on network TV can only give you a kind of like very cut down version of whatever these relationships might be. Whereas on Netflix, because it's streaming, they don't, they don't uh, have to kneel to the network censors at all. What's interesting though, is that we feel like we're getting to know the characters on Gary season and, yeah. And we're getting an hour. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But I mean, you know, we've talked about right. this on the show. It's a different group of producers who do that show. And I think there is this power struggle right now to between the producers to be making a more Charity Lawson style season, a more Gary Turner style season. And then there are other producers who are like, nope, fuck it. We need two hours of the poop baby. More poop baby. No more poop baby. All set. <laughs> <laughs> all set yeah. we don't know <laughs> cute Anna uh, you you said that you started creating content during uh-huh. the pandemic you, content around yep. mental health etc when did that take off for you when were you like oh shit this is like this can be my career Thanksgiving of 2020 was like the first time I went really viral and I was like oh people like me <laughs> and uh, I literally all I said was like, how do we tell them that we're never coming back to Thanksgiving? Because it's so fun at home alone where nobody makes you cry. Yeah. Um, because, like, for me, it was such a thrill <laughs> to not have to go to a family holiday and cry in the bathroom for two hours. Like, and and it was kind of like I just got to start saying stuff. That's very relatable. Yeah. Concept, yeah about my life. Know? A lot of people. And people were just like, cry in the bathroom. This is the most relatable thing I've ever seen. Like, we don't talk enough about how, like, holidays are miserable and we all have a terrible time. And I was like, yeah. And so from then, I was just like, well, I can just share what's going on. Like mm-hmm. when I'm super sad or like. Did you watch The Bear this season? 
I didn't watch the the new season. In the new season, there's a uh, it's Thanksgiving or Christmas. I can't, I forget which one, but it's a very good episode. <laughs> uh, I've been like <laughs> might trigger, might be triggering. <laughs> so, what was it like for you in that transition? I this is something that I think. I mean, all bachelor players go through it if they become influencers. You go from yeah. having sub one thousand followers to at a certain point, you've got hundreds of thousands, and you're able to now monetize it. What was that that mm-hmm. like for you? What was that decision like? Saying, I think I can do this as a job. It was. <laughs> Uh, I am sort of regretting the way that I went about it because um, it's really that like grasp grasping that money goes away. It's really hard. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's it's been like a learning curve, obviously, because nobody's ever done not that many, you know, YouTube stars and stuff. But but TikTok's only been around since 2019. And it's just like um, you think yeah. when you do your first like three brand deals, you're like, oh, it's going to be like this forever. Mm-hmm. I'm always going to have an extra 10 grand of income every month. Yeah. <laughs> and then. Like it doesn't work that way, but it takes like a full cycle to learn that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I still feel like I'm an imposter. <laughs> so, so it's inconsistent work. Yeah. They can be like, we want you to go on tour and we want you to do all these things. And I'm like, well, I'm probably not good enough, um, which is probably my downfall. I think if I had a little bit more confidence, mm-hmm. uh, then I would, I could take over the world, but I still haven't quit my job, actually. So. Oh shit! So this is your side hustle. Is again six hundred sixty-two k TikTok, four hundred sixty-three k Instagram. Is just your side hustle? Yeah, I'm really afraid uh, because I don't ever. The pandemic was so scary. I lost my job in the pandemic, and it was just like I never wanted to be in that position again. Where sure, I just didn't know what where money was coming from. And as much as I want to like dive mm-hmm. first into this, I also have this huge rational side that's like. Hold on to this day job because mm-hmm. Dove doesn't come calling anymore, you know? Yeah. Wow. That's fast, uh, fascinating. But you're doing a tour now. Yeah. And how many cities is this? And what can people expect on the tour? Yeah. it's uh, So far, it's seven cities, but that's just for this year mm-hmm. um, because it's pretty late in the year. Um, and it's... Only yeah. seven. <laughs> uh, yeah, between November 8th and December 16th. It's kind of a lot. Um, so it's just places I can drive to from my house is the other thing. People yeah. are like, why aren't you coming to the West Coast? Why aren't you coming to the South? I'm like, well, I can only drive like 12 hours a day. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so here's where I'm going. No, it's like... Um, the tour bus doesn't go that like far. A, it's almost like dark comedy because I tell these these really tragic stories about my life, mm-hmm. but in like this voice and, and I laugh a bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of like my content where it's just like, life's are really terrible and relationships with parents is really terrible. And the way that people treat women is really terrible and having a body and existing <laughs> is so terrible. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's a lot of that, mm-hmm. uh, but like <laughs> in a, in a fun way, yeah. hard truths with, presented with through comedy. <gasps> Yeah, I always say it's like hard won lessons. Okay. Like presented in in a way that will make you giggle your way to believing you're enough. Yeah. And uh, let me ask you this just in terms of The Bachelor, Golden Bachelor, Love is Mm -hmm. Blind. Where do you see um, kind of reality dating TV as a whole right now? You've been in it for a long time as a fan. Do you think we're on an upswing, a downswing? Are we about to experience an explosion? Because there are some uh, streamers that don't really have their foothold yet in this world. Netflix obviously has Chris Cohen and all the kinetic content. ABC, 
and obviously it'll be Warner Brothers. If Bachelor goes to streaming, they'll be on Max. I would I would assume, but Hulu has nothing. Uh, Amazon doesn't really have any of these kind of things. Apple TV doesn't have any of these. Are we are we waiting for them to come into the the game now? I hope so. <laughs> yeah, me too. I don't know, but I would love to see. There was a show. I don't know if you guys watched it. It was. Um, I've actually seen a lot of those dating shows that went off the air. There was the one with JoJo's brother. Uh, what? Uh, yeah, JoJo's brother. He, I don't um, remember this. Yeah, he was on. Uh, and and the one couple got married. It was the lead singer of Plain White Tees and the girl he picked. They got married, but it went off the air after like an episode. Was this the Big D? Mm-mm, this was a long time ago. Hmm. Uh, this was in like 2013. Oh wow. Um, but like oh. I still follow those couples, and there was another one. There's been a lot of really good dating shows that just don't make it. So I'm up. I hope to see that they that they do make it on streaming. Yeah. Um, because it's going on over there. It's a dating show. It just takes place in the silo set. <laughs> just, the, the guys live at the bottom. The girls live at the top. I don't know. I'll consume any dating content. They had like the the flying one. I think it was on Netflix or something where they had their date on a plane and. Jeez, I don't remember that one. I remember Sexy Beasts, obviously. I watched Sexy Beasts as well. Yeah, Loved it. I did watch that one. That one was hard for me because I thought they, the prosthetics they applied to their face, it made it hard to like read their micro expressions and stuff. So you really you didn't know if the people were actually into each other or not or what they were. Well, yeah. And it was really hard not to judge them based on that. Yeah. Like when you're looking at them, you're like, mm, <laughs> don't really like that. <laughs> you didn't get a, a good enough looking <laughs> animal mask. I watched one on Discovery that was people dating, but they could only make animal noises. What the hell? <laughs> Just grunts and stuff? It's on Discovery or something. I don't know about this. Yeah, they were grunting. And then if you won like a competition, you got to have time where you could speak. Ready for Love was the show. And he was he got with this girl, Angela. They didn't make it. Huh. She was a virgin. It was a whole thing. Um, but <laughs> I think I was also... I like I like hearing your recaps of it. Uh, <laughs> uh, question: Big, yeah. big important question. Are you still playing Pokemon Go? Yeah, every day. Every day, exactly. The only way to be in the lifestyle, as I call it. I got out the lifestyle <laughs> to be in the community. It's the only way. I just started playing in May, so I got addicted fast. Wow. Yeah. Well. I can just I can guarantee that the next seven years of your life are going to be beautiful as my seven years of seven years of Pogo of it, 2016. I have an, an all or nothing kind of mm-hmm. a vibe, you know, with dating shows and, and Pokemon Go. So he accepts it. My husband. We're still married. So it's a real bummer, mm-hmm. though, because I would like to go on a dating show. But unfortunately, I love him very much. You'll have to wait. At some point, that format will exist. You know what? You could do ultimatum. That's true. You could be like, I want to get double married, and he only <laughs> wants to say one marriage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I want you yeah. to propose again. <laughs> so we've talked a lot about how you're, you're, as you just said, you're all or nothing. You're all in on these dating shows, which leads me to believe you must have a scream from the pit. Oh, goodness. I mean, the one where I ran down the street to see Ben Flanick in the restaurant. I mean, that's yeah, a pretty, that's good, a pretty good one. Um. And then just stared That's a at pretty him. Good the one. other person yeah. I saw at the airport was um, Alex Bordy, Alex Bordikoff from uh, Rachel Lindsay's yeah. season because he lives in Detroit. Um, sure. But my mm. screams, here's my scream. I'm friends with Elise Fleur Delise uh, on Instagram mm. and we message sometimes. 
and um, I I asked her if if Blake if Balak I knew that I existed. <laughs> oh my god! That's a very heavy scream. Oh my god! That's a perfect scream. <laughs> I was like, I just you, does Blake know that I exist? <laughs> and what was the I, answer? Is he, she said, yeah. She said she showed him my content before. And I was like, Whoop. oh, congrats. That's incredible. Congratulations. <sighs> How do you feel? Pretty good. Also, KB used my sound once and I felt very cool. Oh, wow. That's awesome. I know. Wow. So, a lot of screams. That is cool. Yeah. Now I'm trying to think of like a collab between you and Kai. He's like DJing. <laughs> You're like far in the field screaming back and forth. He doesn't follow me. He just knows I exist. That's great. So. <laughs> Hey, That's right. You got a foot in the door. <laughs> Big thanks to God. But thank you, Anna, for joining us for the state of the game and for your incredible screams. Again, Anna's on tour starting very soon, uh, November 8th, starting off in yep. Pottstown, PA. You can get tickets. Oh, yeah. Pottstown, booming metropolis. <laughs> you can get tickets to this booming metropolis. You can get her <laughs> book. Uh, you can get everything Anna Prisbilski related at akprzy.com. Thank you again for joining us. And where can people follow you? Join your 1.1 million fans. I'm at AKPRZY on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Dead Threads, Twitter. Oh, but that's it. At AKPRZY everywhere. Fantastic. That's Willie. The other one. All right. Thanks again, Anna. Thank you so much for sharing your dark comedy with us all. Yeah, you're Thanks for having me. I'm starstruck. This is my clues. I've been on a mission. I'm trying to find Ooh. the perfect T-shirt. Yeah. Um, because it's spring. I'm ready to get out there. I'm ready to peacock. Luckily, the perfect T-shirt does exist. And you can find it at Skims. From cropped silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, there's a style for everyone. You guys know how excited I was that Skims became one of our sponsors for this podcast. They have great basics and foundations. I got the boyfriend t-shirt in onyx. That's kind of a dark black color. And the cotton jersey long sleeve t-shirt in kyanite, which is kind of like a blue green. And they're both so comfortable. It's basically like you are wearing nothing. Great for free spirit types. Well, for all the free spirits out there right now, you can shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes XXS through 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcasts in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Again, that's Skims. Game of Roses is sponsored by BetterHelp. Clues, uh, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And if you keep them all bottled up, it can affect you negatively. Therapy is a great place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. You might be taking care of your physical body, but are you taking care of that beautiful mind, Clues? Yes. I have benefited from therapy greatly in the past. Uh, it has helped me get through stressful experiences, manage boundaries, learn coping skills. You know, the the whole premise of life is is kind of a, a it's a lot 
to undertake. And therapy can help with that. Well, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do to get started is fill out a brief questionnaire. Then you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists literally at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Game of Roses today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Game of Roses. Clues, it is springtime. It is the off season. It is gore girl summer. The weather's getting warmer. Thank true. Dark Lord Palmer. And it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and cowls and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul, get those staple pieces, and I found quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces keeping me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I got the cotton modal scoop neck tee. It is so cute. It is literally the first thing I reach for in my dresser when all my clothes are washed. You know those special items. If you are not like Clues, who only wears one outfit. I'm Quince head to toe at this point. I'm a Quince boy. (gasps) I'm a source boy, Quince boy. You got no idea. I'm wearing Quince t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince long sleeve t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince sweaters, Quince pants. I'm Quinced. (laughs) Just call me Quinced. King Quinces, they call me. I love Quince. Okay, Quince. Uh, Get warm weather ready with Quince. Be a Quince King yourself or Quince Queen. Go to Quince.com slash roses for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash roses to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash roses. And now is the time in our program when we talk about all of those gains across network TV ratings, Instagram and TikTok. For our favorite players, this is This Week in Games. Gary and his senior players dipped a little bit this week in the ratings, shedding about 15% of its numbers from last week, which is par for the course for a Bachelor franchise show. But even with the dip, the Golden Bachelor still crushed the rest of Thursday night uh, of the Thursday night lineup with a 0.5 in the demo and 4.15 million viewers. CBS's Josh Duhamel created Buddy Games which, by the way, is also based on a scripted movie series that he did, which is, by the way, based on something that him and his real friends do where they go play these weird uh, games against each other on private property. I had no idea about the Duomel-verse. Neither did I. He has it's really one one strong theme, yes. boy friendship. That is exactly <laughs> correct. And he's turned and it violence. into two <laughs> scripted movies and now this reality series, which is doing okay, even him. though it got beat by The Bachelor. It came in with a 0.3 in the demo and 1.9 million viewers, uh, followed by Hell's Kitchen on Fox and a rerun of Law & Order SVU on NBC, both pulling in 2.9s in the demo with a 1.9. And uh, sorry, I've messed this up. Uh, it's both pulling in 1.9s in the demo. You're doing great. Thank you. With 1.9 and 1.7 million raw viewers, respectively. I know I'm just tearing this apart. I'm sorry. I haven't uh, had anything but water in my body for about three days. And Son of a Critch on the CW is pulling up the rear with a 0.1 in 300,000 raw viewers. Put a new detail between each each, each factoid. 
of your illness. Yeah. I uh, look like a bug. I, yeah. uh, you should have a bucket hat on right now. You're going to catch a cold. I'll put on, I have my gold bucket hat. Oh, golden bucket hat. I love this one. And in the 9 p.m. time slot, BIP Season 9 maintained third place across all broadcast networks with a 0.3 in the demo and 2.28 million viewers behind Big Brother on CBS with a 0.5 in the demo and 2.58 million viewers and the season premiere of Transplant on NBC, which got a 0.31 in the demo with 2.65 million viewers. BIP did manage to edge out a new episode of Lego Masters on Fox with a 0.2 in the demo, 860K raw viewers, and a rerun of Children Ruin Everything on the CW with a score 0.0 in the demo with 200K raw viewers. And now let's move on to uh, our Instagram numbers for Love is Blind Season 5, which just had its big reunion show on Sunday. Again, we're going to get to a scream of mine. I watched it. I did not yet. But by the time this episode comes out, I might have, and it might be on our Patreon. I literally caught up on Clues Corners of Love is Blind oh. all day yesterday, and I finished the finale of Love is Blind, and then I was like, God, when am I getting the reunion? And then I realized it was live last night, so I was able yeah. to watch it. I can't wait to watch it. But I didn't get your commentary. I think I'm finally feeling up to maybe being able to do it sometime today. There's one American flag. I just want to get you through your illness. So you have something to look forward to. Oh, God. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm like, I'm cured. That's all I needed was that news. <laughs> yeah. um, anyway, we're going to get to uh, now all the Loves Blind Season 5 Instagram followings, starting with our top spot. The person who has the most Instagram followers is Izzy Zapata. He came in with 119K as of the time of this recording, which is astounding to me. Yeah. Is this the strong victimization edit? What is going on here? I, it's got to be, right? Because he, he narrowly edged out mm-hmm. Stacey Snyder at 111K. Traditionally, in, in this show and any other reality dating show, it's always the women who have the higher number. Here, we're, we're seeing that kind of get overturned a little bit. Then under them, you have got Taylor Rue, uh, at 93.6K, self-elimination midway through the season. Let's just say she crushed it at the reunion. Oh, I can't wait. I'll say that. I mean, yeah, she did see a big jump there, almost a 40K jump after the reunion. We have under her, uh, Milton Johnson is at 90.6K with about a 50K gain from last week. Then we have Lydia Arlene is at 87.3K with about a 50K gain as well. And then under Lydia, you have Uche, uh, who is at 60.4K. And then you are bringing up the rear with JP, the American flagsman, at 19.2K. So what is going on with these numbers? They're so much lower than last year's Love is Blind numbers. I think it was because you had a season of uh, villains that were not fun villains. All Mm -hmm. of these players, pretty much, other than Taylor Rue, I would say, all of them, in one way or another, were conveyed in not great uh, lights, you know? Either they were yelling at other players. Wait, what about Milton? Even Milton, I think, had some moments when he was talking to Lydia where... And even that relationship, the way it was conveyed, was that she was the kind of like... He's too young to be serious. Yeah, he's leaving his towels around and she's having to play the mom role to be like, well, what's going on here? It just wasn't... You didn't have the alpha couple. She's maybe... Do we have an answer on how they got into the show? No. Well, I don't know. I haven't seen the reunion. Okay. 
But uh, no, I still don't know if how Lydia got in. That was my main question the whole season. Did mm-hmm. she chase Uche in? If so, did she get in of her own accord and not tell the producers she was chasing him? Or did she tell the producers and they put her on the show for that reason? I don't know. It seems very unlikely to me, statistically speaking, that she would be able to just go into the show, that she wouldn't use this as a, a means by which she came into it. They do discuss whether they should have kicked them out or not. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, I can't wait to watch it. Like I said, hopefully uh, by the time you're listening to this, it will be on our Patreon. If not, it'll be very shortly after. But um, yeah, it's been an interesting season. And I think the reason for the low numbers also is because you didn't have an alpha couple. Last season, Mm -hmm. you had uh, Brett Brown, Tiffany Pennywell, who they were only ever portrayed as 4TRR and never anything bad. They stayed out of the drama of the other couples. And I think because uh, people wanted to see them do well, you had more people tuning into the show and therefore it kind of gave bigger numbers to all the other players as well. What is it? Rising Tide. Do you know who's still together or not? From season five? Of the couples? Yeah. No, I don't know. Okay. I just have a question about why, I mean, we can, we can do it after you watch the finale, but just why they wouldn't have edited one of those couples to be the sweetheart couple. They had enough good footage of both of them. I don't know. And this, I mean, my opinion on it is there's a little bit of kind of like bachelory producer tier hatred of the players going on. They're like, oh, they're all fame horrors. Yeah, fuck these people. We're going to make them look bad. That comes through. (laughs) Especially because now they're getting sued you know, by every season, somebody's dropping a fucking crazy lawsuit on them. So I think it's a little bit of like, we're in control here. Fuck you. I will say they advertise the finale as like they do a joke. It's a live finale and the guy crosses out live. Yeah. It looks immaculate. And I will say it's very well edited. And I famously said, there's no reason for a reunion two years later. And I will say I was salivating for the chance of watching the reunion and I loved watching it. Fuck, I can't wait. I can't wait. Moving on. Now to our Goldens. The Crown gains Gary Turner gained 5.6K Instagram followers this week for a total of 54.1K. The top five Golden Bachelor Instagram gains number one. Poet player Joan Vassos gained 3.4K for a total of 4.7K. Swan song exit bump. Michelle Young's co-op partner Leslie Fema gained 1.2K for a total of 5.2K. Teresa gained 1.1K for a total of 3.1K in third. Hair player Edith Aguirre gained 1K for a total of 3.7K. And hairstylist player Susan Knowles gained 677 for a total of 1.3K. And the top five Golden Instagram chart is as follows. In first place, you got that night one player, Patty James, still holding the top spot with 7.3K. Oh, that's tough to see. I know. Second place goes to uh, Leslie Fema. She rose to second place this week with 5.2K. Joan Vassos is in third with 4.7K. Faith Martin is in fourth with 4.3K. And Edith Aguirre is in fifth with 3.7K. Only two players above 5K. Yeah, it's it's rough to see. And I don't know what the reason for this is exactly. It may be because these are baby boomers. And our baby boomers on Instagram, other than my mom, who now runs the official Necessary Conversation podcast Instagram account, just FYI. Those Instagram reels promoting the podcast, just clips of you and your family talking and like various creature play are so funny. I laugh every time the like sound at the end comes on. 
very yeah. well done. Uh, it's very interesting to see what my mom is doing with that Instagram account. Feel free to go check it out. I wish I could tell you what the name of it was, but she changes it. And it used to be the Colchin family. Now maybe it's necessary conversation. I don't really know. Uh. <laughs> You'll see it though. It's really, it comes up. Yeah. It's always first on my feed when I open my phone. So it's got that. Oh, nice. It's in the algo. Fantastic. Uh, top five BIP Instagram gains. Kylie Russell is in first place. She gained 4.7K for a total of 40K. Jessica Girard gained 4.6K for a total of 99.6K. Dangle Nation leader Braden Bowers gained 3.9K for a total of 30.6K. And hottest man on the beach, Tyler Norris, gained 3.K for a total of 115K. I love 3.K. Sorry. Mercedes Northup gained 2.8K, <laughs> rounding out the top five for a total of 24.1K. I'm trying to hold, I'm literally like hallucinating and shit as I'm doing. I know. You literally are like bob, bobbing around. <laughs> you look like a buoy in the ocean draped in like monk's clothes. Uh, that's how it has to go sometimes. Let's and move on. Way. Let's move on to that top five BAP Instagram chart. Rachel Recky is in the top spot with 546K. Blake Moines, second place, 428K. Tyler Norris, third place, 115K. Avon Jones, fourth place, 102K. And Jessica Girard is in that fifth place spot with 99.6K. Hey, at least we'll have five players in the 100K <laughs> club <Yeah>. soon. <laughs> top five VIP TikTok, Rachel Reckia's in that top spot with 137.3K. Jessica Girard in second place, 91.7K. P-P. Third place, 32.7K. That's how it's written. Yeah, you did a good job. Tyler Norris is in fourth place with 21.5K. Good job, Pace Case. Cat is in fifth place, 14.9K. Yeah, some very low numbers here for BIP. Uh, you've got the top players are basically just the top players from other seasons uh, riding on the, the success of those seasons. But who knows? As the season shakes out, the numbers do tend to go up toward finales so we'll see what happens but now let's move on to all those luscious tids fit for printing this is bachelor nation news first up in bachelor nation news some love is blind news Love is Blind continues to prove that its players will not hesitate to contradict edits and attempts to set the record straight. On Sunday, in conjunction with the Love is Blind Season 5 reunion on Netflix, Stacey Snyder took to Instagram to issue a lengthy four-slide all-text post attempting to explain why she was so hostile toward fellow player Johnny Marest. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. My apologies. I'm going to read this post in its entirety because it is incredibly important in the history of the development of this franchise, at least in my opinion. Let me find this post real quick. Again, this is a four-slide post. All of it is text, each one of these things. And it's a little lengthy. Bear with me, but it must be read. I've anxiously been waiting in silence to address the context of where my frustration and anger comes from regarding Johnny. During and outside of filming, she bashed me as a person as well as my physical appearance. While in the pods, she told my fellow castmates, Izzy would never be happy with her. If that's what he's... if. That's what he wants. He's going to have bigger problems outside of here. Stacy is the safe choice. If Izzy chooses Stacy, he's going to be disappointed at reveal because she is not hot. Some of these things were said while I was in the room and some were said to my friends behind my back. 
who in turn told me. I never once called her out or attacked her for doing these things because I was focused on my relationship and engagement with Izzy. At the barbecue, Milton, Johnny, and I were sitting together, and Milton said, Man, Johnny, I don't remember Stacy from the pods, but we met in Mexico, and she's super cool. Johnny scoffed and replied, Not memorable, shocking, with a sarcastic tone making me feel like I shouldn't be a memorable person. I had yet to reply to her in any negative manner, but she crossed my boundaries with that final remark, which is why you see me respond the way I do after she approached me with the deceitful comment. The comment I made about Johnny's face was because... <laughs> You're doing the Lord Dark Lord Lachey's good work right now, Clues. On the Thank edge you. Of the comment out. I made about Johnny's face was... Uh, was because I was shocked that someone who was supposedly Lydia's closest friend was acting like she believed Uche's awful accusations about her and finding humor in it. It felt like a betrayal of the friendships I knew were built on the pods, and while my reaction may have been inappropriate, I know I owe it to explain why I felt disturbed by that. It feels very ironic that I am being portrayed as a bully when, in fact, the actions of Johnny very much come across to me as antagonizing for which I stood up for myself and others against." Some of the wording of these sentences are a little confusing. My apologies. I strongly encourage anyone feeling attacked or belittled to stand up for themselves. Many of my fellow castmates witnessed all of which I am stating and have encouraged me to speak up. These cast members are, and then she lists uh, several Instagram handles here, but does not tag any of them. Izzy, Izzy Zapata, James Milton, LAVG, Taylor Rue, uh, and then some of these other ones I think are forgottens. But this has 19,000 likes, 46 comments, and it is a just a bold contradiction of the edit. We've never seen anything like this from a player in Bachelor franchise, which has been notorious for silencing players. This post from Snyder could mark the beginning of a new era for Love is Blind in which players uh, post lengthy explanations in an attempt to clear up things that were not present in the edit. If that's the case, will Love is Blind embrace parasocial plays like this or try to stop them from happening altogether and take a turn toward a more Bachelor-esque approach? That episode was absolutely bananas. I couldn't believe what we were watching and how many arguments were caused by that that one event. I mean, that was a yeah. good job. Good at job <laughs> getting them to all fight. Yeah, I agree. But it, it does bring up the question... You know, what are they doing in this edit? Like you're saying earlier, why are they editing these people to be assholes? That's what I don't get, though. I'm like, you need to protect one pair. And I honestly, I think they'll have learned that from this season, just like they learned to not do a live reunion. Right. Um, I am astounded that this beef is continuing two years down the line. Like you would think they would bury the hatchet at this point. I agree. I think it would behoove both of them to parasocially make some sort of coming together. Yeah, I think so too. But I mean, you also have to uh, keep in mind that like they shoot this thing two years ago and they, they feel however they feel in the moment and they are saying what they're saying in the moment. Mm -hmm. The years pass. Now the reunion is coming up at the tail end of the season airing. I guarantee you yeah, Stacy Snyder is just getting DM after DM shit. from people being like, fuck you, you're an asshole. Yeah. And so it, it makes all the the wounds fresh again, you know? That's true. You're you're seeing the audience reaction and you're seeing the stuff, you're seeing the actual document that you might not yeah. have seen. Yeah, very interesting interesting season. I I really think they need to just like pick one couple and protect them though. 
it doesn't matter if it's like dramatic whether or not they'll get together in the end. Yeah. And it's okay to do ringers. I, I, this is not confirmed, but uh, Brett Brown and Tiffany Pennywell, there are many rumors out there that say they were ringers, that they knew each other before this and kind of like mm. the fix was in and it fucking worked. Like it's okay. There's rumors about that about Tristan Ryan. I yeah. heard that. Exactly. I don't, yeah, I don't care. I'm like, present it as two people who don't know, who are pretending to get to know each other too. That's fascinating to me. Like, I agree. 100% agree. What? All the friends have to then pretend to, as, as Uche said during that, uh, oh my God, that convo. How could we have been, been uh, faking this to get on the show together? Then we'd have to have all our friends in on it. And then we'd have to have gotten our family in on it. He's yeah. like texting his parents under the table. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Up next in Bachelor Nation news, the lovable dingbat Gabby Windy has upped her SpawnCon game with a brand new partnership with global fashion e-tailer Cupsh. Cupsh? I think it's Cupshi. Cupshi. As the brand's newest ambassador, Wendy has collaborated with Cupshe for an exclusive holiday collection. The 47-piece Take on the Starlit Night collection is described as a celebration of confidence that includes dresses, blouses, skirts, and more, with dramatic and glamorous details such as sequins, faux fur, asymmetrical silhouettes, and plunging necklines. In promotion of her new line, Wendy said... I love the holidays and I love clothes. We need something to look forward to with the seasons changing and days getting shorter. This collection gives you an excuse to indulge and find something decadent to wear. And I think that's what the holidays are all about. The sparkles, velvet, and faux fur bring us a sense of excitement and something to look forward to during the months we need it most. Wendy is not the first Bachelor player to partner with Cupshe. Earlier this year, Madison Pruitt released a wedding line with the brand. Mm, they're going in two different directions <laughs> there. Like, we need this market and we need this one. <laughs> yeah, Madison Pruitt's been doing some some crazy... If you guys have not been watching Madison Pruitt's uh, social media at this point, you're missing out. You should be watching it. I repost some of her stuff every once in a while. It's uh, it's getting intense. Let me just oh, say that. <laughs> I did see a video that reminded me of that one video we never could find of her. And she's going back to her roots, you know? Yeah. Up next in Bachelor Nation news, Brooklyn Willie had a big announcement after her early departure from Paradise. Willie took to Instagram to caption a carousel of images of her and her new boyfriend, Wilson Nugent, who who knew I'd never have to leave Gilmer, Texas to be in Paradise, referring to her Texas hometown. What's what's Gilmer? Gilmer, Texas? I'm not sure where it is, but it sounds small to me. The post got some big replies from fellow players, including season 20 bachelorette Charity Lawson, who issued her parasocial glow, saying, my Brooklyn, you are glowing. Repeat, you are glowing. And I'm so happy that you're happy. Uh, crying, happy face emoji. Congrats to Willie and Nugent and everyone back in Gilmer, Texas, on this huge announcement. I can't believe you don't know where every city in Texas is. Sorry. Are you a source boy or not? I know where Dallas is. I know where all those suburbs are. I know where Houston is. I know where Austin is. And I know where Amarillo is because I spent some time in Amarillo. I didn't even know where Sacramento was. I made a big mistake because that's where I got Luca from. And, but I thought it was in between LA and San Francisco. Oh, shit. 
And you're like, ah, just be a couple hour drive. Sacramento is north of San Francisco, it turns out. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, it's almost another country. Our state's capital. (laughs) Up next in Bachelor Nation news, Taylor Swift's connection to our beloved game has been revealed. During a recent interview with Us Weekly, Jojo 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 Fletcher revealed that her ring winner, A. Robro, is not only a big Swifty. In her early career, he was trying to be her Travi Kelsey. <gasps> a. Robro said, quote, I was going to her concerts when she was playing in front of 200 people in the middle of nowhere, Northern California, when I was in high school. I have the picture to prove it. I met her afterwards. She had her crimped hair, first album, that's me. I'm a Swifty. Strong, strong play. Aero Bro went on to admit that he used to leave tickets to home games at the box office for Swift when he was the quarterback at Vanderbilt. But it turns out Swift was a no show for Aero Bro. He didn't have the juice. Owie. I know. It's pretty interesting that. Uh, Small world. We've long talked about the the integration of the NFL or football generally college football in this case with our beloved game. And now you see it's coming full, full circle. It's a row bro leaving tickets for Taylor Swift. Who's now dating an NFL guy. Who's now a billionaire, right? Travis Kelce is a billionaire. now. Taylor Swift. Oh, Taylor Swift is. Yeah. She's a genius. Oh, the Travis Kelsey thing, by the way, do we want to talk about that? How many Instagram followers he got? What's he at now? I haven't looked at it recently, but uh, sure. Clues and I were discussing this in our podcast before the podcast, but uh, yeah. while it seems like gains in our beloved game are dead, there are gains to be had. Absolutely. Taylor Swift is the only one who can give them out now. <laughs> He's at 4.2 million right now, and he got a million Instagram followers like the day that she showed up to his first game. So it's not that people aren't, you know, like uh, Pizzagas was saying, we discussed like, is it just a general lack of interest in social media across the board? Is that what's affecting our beloved game here? But I don't think that's the case when you see shit like this. And granted, Taylor Swift is the most famous person on the planet, but still, <laughs> she's able to grant this man a huge parasocial following. Granted, she's a once-in-a-generation talent, bigger than Michael Jackson, some might say. Some might say. At any rate, that's all the news that we got this week. Now it's time to move on to all those plays that our favorite players are making off the field and on their telephones. This is... The Parasocial Play, 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 Play of the Week. A lot of strong plays this week. Under the Chiron, when somebody tells you to go to hell, but I'm already going through it in paradise, Will Arena lip-synced, I'm already there, with the caption, can't catch a break. Sad downtrodden emoji, sad open eye emoji, hashtag bachelor hashtag bachelor in paradise, hashtag reality TV, hashtag bachelor, 149.2K views and 7.6K likes. Sparkle player Jess Garrod made a TikTok about her bloated swimsuit line in which she lip syncs to the sound, I would rather eat a five foot seven rug than talk to a boy sober on reality TV. She then cuts to the line from BIP, I was bloated today, so I put a one piece on. In the comments, she then drops subtle tea, insinuating that the producers did her dirty by making it look like she said this line in both one-on-one conversations. I have been wondering about this. It may yeah. be minutiae, but I saw basically someone was like, I was wondering if this was 
if you actually said it twice or the producer did you dirty and then her reply was the second part. Yes, exactly. Because the, the second time you see it, it's played off face. Mm-mm-mm. Yep. Interesting. That's, that's to give her a fool edit, even though, why are we doing, I don't know. Doesn't make sense. Golden hour. We got a golden swan song play from parasocial juggernaut Joan Vassos. She made an Instagram post, a still image of her and Gary with the caption, my journey to find love took a detour this week as I traded the mansion for motherhood and headed home to be with my family. Family comes first, period. Once a mother, always a mother. I always choose my kids first. Thank you for all your outpouring of love and support. Not only for me, but also my daughter. Everyone is now healthy and happy. As for me and my journey to love, guess we'll have to see where it takes me next. Until then, stay golden. Sparkle emoji, heart emoji, hashtag the golden bachelor, hashtag team Joan. 2.2K likes. Do you think this puts her in contention for golden bachelorette? Yes. I do too. We'll have to see how it plays out. But You know who I think of when I think of this. I mean, she didn't get as far, but Ali Fedotowski. Yep sabbaticaled out of the program. She got Golden Bachelorette. I'm just saying she's still in contention. I think so too. I think she's in the conversation. Teresa thanked Askin player Susan for doing her hair in a glorious Instagram post under a still image of her windblown car in the convertible. She writes, thank you, Susan, for doing my hair. <laughs> windblown hair. Whoops. What? <laughs> some of these things, clues is missing and some of them I'm miswriting. <laughs> So, yeah, hopefully, hopefully people can still understand. <laughs> Under still image of her windblown hair in the convertible. <laughs> hair in the convertible. Sorry, she writes, thank you, Susan, for doing my hair. It looks so beautiful until that car ride at Golden Bachelor ABC, at Bachelor ABC, hashtag Golden Bachelor. Love is blind, but how blind? Love is Blind Royalty, Lauren Speed, 2.5 million followers, made a reel under the Chiron POV. You already anticipate Love is Blind to be on some bullshit, in which she lip syncs to the audio, fuck it, let's go. Her caption reads, listen, the season has me lost for words right now, but the show must go on, child. Eye emoji to the side, TV emoji, girl on a computer emoji, hoodie at Afro Unicorn underscore official, hashtag Lauren Speed Hamilton, hashtag Netflix, hashtag LIB, hashtag Love is Blind, hashtag We Have the Receipts, hashtag podcast, 149K likes, 2.4 million views. Man, just proving that she is still the most dominant player from Love is Blind in history. Moving on, F, yes, F girl, former bachelorette crown and current... <laughs> F-boy crown, Katie Thurston made a strong golden play under the Chiron when your job is dating on reality TV. Katie Thurston, uh, in an old person face filter, says, my name is KT. I'd like to be on the next season of Golden Bachelor. 144K views on Instagram, 22.1K on TikTok. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle, 
Uh, it's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven day oh. program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by get this 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact, mm. they have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven day routine, tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code game. That's fiber skincare. Sweaters, candles, the dreaded bathrobe. Unfortunately, Mother's Day gifts can be a little predictable and boring. That's why an aura frame is the perfect gift to mix things up this year. It was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. My mom loves hers. I'm throwing pictures of Skabooli and our cat up there. She's laughing. She's texting me. He's so cute. I wish I could meet him. It's the next best thing to, to meeting my cat, really. You know, I love that it was so easy to set it up. I've recently learned I'm not good at uh, building things. <laughs> and I need an easy install. And oh. this only takes about two minutes to set up the frame using the Aura app. Aura frames are Wi-Fi connected, come with unlimited storage, so you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. She'll be grateful it's not another sweater, and she'll love the frame to see more of you. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A, Frames.com. Use code ROSES at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. If you are a wine lover like myself and you got to have it for your bachelor viewing parties, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the personalized, the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you. And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix. Just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine my mm. favorites and they were so delicious and i've gotten to enjoy them with many of my my friends look being part of the first leaf wine club also has perks as a member you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge so if you want a uh, wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box you can always talk to one of their experts plus you get member exclusive pricing what's in the box on every order <laughs> join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F.com slash roses. Tryfirstleaf.com slash roses. All of these were strong plays. However, there can be only one winner. Our parasocial play of the week goes to Kat Izzo. She posted a 
tweet and then shared it to her Instagram story. She then quickly deleted the the tweet and repost, but it read, hashtag Bachelor in Paradise. Did I check in with him prior to the date? Yes. Did he tell me he was fine with the situation and then say other things to others? Yes. Did I validate his feelings? Yes. Did he gaslight me for validating his feelings? Yes. Did he have toxic responses when I tried to explain my feelings? Yes. Was that very triggering for me? Yes. Did they only show the part where I finally got frustrated as if it was the whole conversation? All caps, yes, period. Wowie. Wowie. This is what we're talking about. These edit contradictions. Now, she took this down. Uh, I don't know if that was by her own uh, free will or if that was the producers saying, hey, what the fuck are you doing? Take this down. Or Lori Kay. <laughs> Whoever. Yeah, or Lori Kay coming in. <laughs> Somebody might have forced her hand here, but clearly she felt strongly enough about it to post this in the first place. Mm-hmm. And again, we're we're entering this new era. You just wouldn't have seen something like this even a couple of years ago, I feel like. And I, I think because of the Love is Blind influence on kind of reality TV dating generally, uh, reality dating TV generally, I think you're seeing more players in Bachelor Nation do things like this too. Certainly not to the degree that Stacey Snyder did it because her post is still up and you know that shit ain't coming down ever. And it's four slides. This is yeah. an ephemeral Instagram story. Exactly. It is, it's It's wild to see posts like this though. And it it's, it is a good reminder for all of us all the time because the producing can affect your, your opinions of stuff. Like she's getting such a bad villain at it. It's like, oh yeah, no, they're they have an agenda for who they want to look good in that conversation. Absolutely, these are great plays. We also have another play to talk about, made by a non-human. This week, the mother of the BIP poop baby, Samantha Jeffries, posted a carousel of pictures of another baby, her pup Millie, with the caption "Pick your favorite Millie mood heart emoji." P.S. Swipe to the end. These are incredible pictures. I highly encourage everyone to go look at them. And big congrats. Go out to Samantha Jeffries and her pup, Millie, on what is by far the best creature post of the week. In the second post, the creature has a towel on his head, just like you, Clues. That's right. Maybe the creature also ate it. Gratitude Cafe. Cafe Gratitude in Larchmont, do you think? Oh, he's a golden retriever. She's a sweet, perfect baby. Oh, yes. All right. That wraps up all of our parasocial plays. Now let's, Pace Case, you and I dive deep into the bottom of the pit and issue forth our screams. This is Screams from the Pit. Please. Yeah. I have two screams. Okay. One of them is I went to a golden birthday party on Saturday, mm. which was themed dress as your golden, golden yourself in wigs okay. and stuff. Uh, for my friend's 30th birthday. Did did this have to do with Golden Bachelor? I mean, kind of, yeah. Interesting. Uh, they, both, they both watched Golden last week, both episodes. Got it. And so I put on like full, um, you know, face aging, make uh, face paint as well. Yep. Uh, wore, wore a silver wig. And I was talking with one of my friends and... <laughs> He was like very drunk and I was like, well, do you know, he was like something about the merch. I don't know. He's like, I always meant to get your merch. And I was like, well, we're selling bucket hats right now. And I made him buy a bucket hat Mm -hmm. at the golden birthday party. This is my mini scream. That's fantastic. (laughs) Yep. We got a sale. Uh, Thank you, Pettybone. I hope you wear that 
hat every day. Yeah, me too. Wow. That's a nice scream. But the main one mm-hmm. is I'm going to an event mm. tonight, which unfortunately you're not going to be joining me. God, I know. With uh, Because of goddamn Rainforest Cafe or whatever. No. Cafe Gratitude. <laughs> you know this place in Larchmont? Yeah. All the, the shit on the menu is like all the the item listings are like, I am glowing. I am magical. I am yeah. powerful. That's the names of their- <laughs> I am poisoned. Shit. Yeah. I am puking. Should have been one. Get them. Thank you. This event, got the confirmation email. We're looking forward to seeing you tomorrow for the F-Boy Island season three premiere party. I'm so fucking jealous. I want to go to the so bad. I am going to be wearing my festive <sighs> cocktail attire. I am going to be reporting live on the ground as we see former crown, former bachelorette crown Katie Thurston and current F-Boy Island crown Katie Thurston. God, I can't wait to hear all about it. Ruin the roost. And I wish I could come with you, Pace Case, but I simply, uh, at this point, probably can't even walk 10 steps, uh, let alone... <laughs> Be away from a bathroom for more than about five minutes. We just hear your your audio. The rest of it is just like, uh, <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, well, Pace Case, I hope you have a good time. I wish you were coming. Obviously, my dynamic duo partner. I would have loved to see what you were going to wear, yeah. which bucket hat you were going to wear. My golden one. Um, my screen this week is, as you may have guessed, about being food poisoned. Uh, last <laughs> night I was hunkered over my toilet, puking into that toilet multiple times. Ew. Ew. This is a BIP plot. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, it's my real life. And, um, as I was doing this dirty, dark work, all I could think was, fuck, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to watch the love is a blind reunion. And at one point <laughs> I even went no into the toilet. It was echoing back into my, my no. face as I was screaming. No, because I, I thought, you know what? Maybe I can power through. Maybe I can do this. But there simply was no way. I'm feeling a little bit better today. Definitely not 100%. But I think at least hopefully at the end of the day, I might be able to um, to power through it and get it done. Record it from your bed. Yeah. But that was I was experiencing like intense uh, stomach pains. Obviously, for anybody mm. who's ever been food poisoned, you know sorry. how bad this shit is. But my primary thought was, I'm going to miss the Love is Blind reunion in any kind of a timely fashion. And I, it was like, that was the worst part of this to me. That's better than like, oh, I'm going to. That's great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, those are our screams. Let's move on okay. now. We have, I love when you say that. <laughs> we have one more scream to get to uh, from somebody in the pit. Oh, Pace Case. <laughs> oh, Chad. If anybody out there would like to submit... There are screams to us to be listened to here. You just go to patreon.com slash gamerroses and you join us in the bottom of the pit. You get access to our Discord where you can send us a one minute or under audio clip of your scream. Dark Seeker listens to them all, stores them all in her mind, and delivers us the best ones. <laughs> yeah, the clips you're listening to are actually her saying them with just a really good yeah. impression. It's an AI voice generator. This one's coming to us from Claire Obear123. Let's take a listen. Bachelor Clues and Pace Case. I am reporting live from the streets of Williamsburg, Brooklyn, with a numb face, barely able to speak, but the pit provides. I step off my train stop in Williamsburg, right in front of me, 
glowing a grocery store joe and serena he's taller in person he's hotter in person she's teeny she's beautiful Uh, a girl stopped them and was talking to them and i under my breath walked by and said grocery and serena and kept walking i can barely talk my face is numb from a dental procedure but I think the pit provides because as I was walking by, I was listening to This Week in Bachelor Nation. Praise be, Dork Lord, Palmer. See? I can't speak. This is a beautiful scream. I love a scream that seems like it's under duress. Yeah. <laughs> and that one definitely did. I, at this point, can completely understand and empathize with uh, not being able to speak correctly because I feel like that's what I've done this entire fucking episode. But... Uh, this is a beautiful screen. That's how I feel. I podcast all the time. Oh, that's nice. Please feel free to listen on a faster speed. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love any screen like this where you're running into uh, players out in the wild, especially players of this status. Absolutely fantastic. And I love the part where Claire Obear 123 says under her breath as walking by them, grocery and serena. I wish I would have been there to see this. <laughs> I feel like if I got off the subway and I saw these two figures, I would think that I had died, especially yeah. if they're hotter too in person. I mean, they already seem hot, but mm-hmm. I, I also love the idea that maybe they just like think there's ghosts saying like grocery and Serena all the time. Like people just whisper that as they hustle by. (laughs) Or it's like in their heads, they're like, Jesus Christ, we've had these identities given to us by the show, by the podcast that we now do by Maybelline. Is it just getting in my head now? Am I just hearing this weird uh, echo? Is he just like every day? Like, I don't even have a grocery store anymore. I don't know if that's true. Exactly. I, I should be sauce Joe now. What's going on? I know that I yeah. came into the game. Call as- me happy hour. <laughs> Call me happy hour. <laughs> that's what they're just collectively known as as a couple now. Happy hour. Look, it's happy, happy hour. hour. I'm a dork lord now. I love dork lord too. That's so funny. That is pretty good. Thank you so much, Claire, for this scream. Thank you, Dark Seeker, for putting this scream together. Again, if anybody out there wants to send in their own scream, you just join us on the bottom of the pit at patreon.com slash gameroses. Fire off that scream and we'll play him here. But that wraps up this week in Bachelor Nation. I can't believe I made it through and yet I kind of can. I'm so proud of you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Clues, for joining us. Thank you, Anna. We will be back on Thursday with our live show and our next Gary Dice episode Friday. Indeed. Until then, as always, before we go, what is that dwab at? It's been 7,875 days without an Asian bachelor. Praise be Dork Lord Palmer. Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then. 